0: Welcome, you are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at (sighs) Mavs.com. I thought the Friday news dump escaped me. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Ladies and
1: gentlemen, standing at 6'10", the starting center of your Los Angeles Lakers. (laughs) Dwight Howard, baby, let's go. (laughs) We halfway okay. We halfway debated or sent a few texts back and forth (laughs) about doing an emergency pod. Just Nick literally, and (laughs) yo, (laughs) I was laughing. I was
0: was really gonna do it. (laughs) Uh, What what was my
1: first text to you? I texted uh, I texted you, and I just put all caps. Let's go. Um, Guys, yes. Obviously, this is a Dallas Mavericks podcast. Um, You guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast <laughs> like a bunch of you have for a long time, uh, I like to poke fun at Nick for being a Slakers fan. And um, it's just amazing. The fact that they got Dwight Howard, it could be the greatest thing uh, to happen this NBA offseason. For me, I mean, it's bigger than Kawhi going to the Clippers – I don't really care about anything else in the league. The fact that Dwight (laughs) Howard is back for round two on the Lakers, it just completes me. I'm so here for all
0: of this. How you doing, Nick? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's bad, guys. It's bad. (laughs) I'm doing this video right now. I'm doing a two-part series on LeBron and AD, and I'm talking about... Uh, like their MVP chances, and I, I did a, I did a, a segment of it that is, what does the rest of the roster, you know, tell us about how they're gonna yeah. be used and their MVP chances? And I was like, and Dwight, how? I couldn't even type it. I just couldn't even get through the whole. And then, MFer posts a, of an Instagram live video of himself <laughs> taking jab step three point <laughs> What are you doing? Okay. Uh, I interviewed Kemba one time at a shoot-around, a mav shoot-around, and Dwight Howard was on the team. And the whole time Kemba and I were talking, Dwight is just <laughs> going around the world taking threes, and I'm just looking at him going, what are you? What are, his shot looks exactly the same as Nerland's did. Like, exactly the same. That's it's great. so so stiff, just a little, little fulcrum elbow. Nothing else moves. Like, there's no other movement in it. And, uh, man... Whew. Dwight Howard, most improved player. You want to start the campaign now? Comeback. Do they have comeback the comeback award in the NBA? They oh, have no, it in the might, NFL.
1: He might. He might bring. He might start oh, the award. I'm just enjoying all of this. I have. I actually have. Well, I have a question that goes with this. Oh, Dwight Howard. Do. do we need to Do we need to give a preview for the whole pod first or
0: not? All right. The preview for the whole pod is it's a grab bag. A Whole bunch of random stuff. It's, we call it Mavs Monday during the summer. Uh, but we're just gonna do a bunch of different topics. We will just we will get into this new court that's flying around. Yes, you've seen it. You've seen the mm. new Mavs court. Uh, mm. Can't wait.
1: I have I have it printed off on my wall right now too. In uh, it's amazing.
0: what's it called? In Deep Elm, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> Um. So we'll talk about the court. Uh, we also might get into this top. We'll talk about the the FIBA team. We'll talk about the FIBA team losing to the uh, to Team Australia, and then depending on how, how the podcast goes, we'll talk about uh, Andrew Luck in the NFL, and we'll kind of give some context for that, and then talk about the equivalent for the NBA because it's just such a, a crazy thing that I want to. Kind of bridge that topic from what the NFL is going through with these players to the NBA. And if that's a thing, that's a very serious conversation for what we started this podcast,
1: podcast oh, that's
0: out it. doing. But that is true. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Uh, all
1: right. So, two things. First off, I'm just going to say this. So, give me 30 seconds to say this and we'll move on. I tweeted about this. Somebody uh, shot a tweet out few days ago over the weekend and was like, hey, why is a Lakers fan hosting a Mavericks podcast? Listen, I tweeted a, a thread of this, like two three tweets, and said, I absolutely love that Nick is doing this podcast because – if you look across at podcasts that cover different teams, uh, specifically even Mavericks, a lot of us, include myself, I'm one of these people. So I'm not taking shots at anybody. I'm fans of the team. I'm a fan of the team first. Like that is what I am first. I write for the dang team. Okay, so I'm obviously going to be biased. I love the Mavericks. I am a huge fan of them. I cover the team from that angle. A lot of other Mavs podcast people, it's the same thing. They cover the team from
0: pretty much all the, the pretty much all the big ones. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, totally like they, they cover it from uh, uh, obviously the uh, Mavs network um, of podcasts, Bobby and all them. They're fans of the team, like work. They work for the team. Other podcasts, out there, they're fans of the team first. I love that Nick is was born a Lakers fan, and even though obviously Nick likes the Mavericks, but Nick is this. Lakers fan at heart and he covers the team from a different angle. He he ba- we balance each other out for the most part because he cover he comes at the Mavs angle from a different angle that a lot of people don't uh come at it from. So anyway, I know a lot of you guys love that he's a Lakers fan because we can make <laughs> fun of him for it and uh it's it's super fun too, but I
0: just want to get that out there. So, I appreciate I appreciate all the kind words. I do not deserve them. However, I also I also didn't get into this just to um just to be the other side of a Mavs type, you know, podcast. Like to be like, oh, I'm going to come in and be the, you know, the yeah. other voice. I started this because it was where I was. I was going to college in Dallas. I was able to get credentials covering the Dallas Mavericks. And for anybody that wants to get into this, you just have to get into it where you are. And it has to be in person to start with. Um you know, the, the connections that I made were all were pretty much all in person, meeting people, getting connected with people, getting connected with Isaac, getting connected with Tim Cato, uh, David Locke, all that stuff kind of happened, you know, in person and um, with with things that I was able to do. So if you're trying to get into this business, you have to just do it where you are, get, in, get involved with any kind of, you know, event or any kind of, you know. Major sports team that's that's around you that's that's close enough for you to be able to go there to grind to do all the you know the stuff to go to games and things like that. And I was able to do that with the Mavericks. Build this you know this podcast. Build these you know like connections and and boom like here we are doing this now. So uh, and
1: obviously Nick wants the team to do good because the better the Mavericks are, the more people uh yeah the I more always, people I the get the question I
0: get the question a lot on mailbags. if if the Mavericks played the Lakers in the playoffs, who would Nick root for? Personally, the Lakers. Professionally, the Mavericks every single time. Because if they do well, then we're doing well. Because <laughs> we're making more money if they're
1: doing well. Um, so, anyway, I wanted to get that out there because I, this podcast wouldn't be as big as it is without uh, a Nick's perspective uh, covering the map. So, on a different note. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the Dwight Howard Lakers stuff. It made me think, because this is like a match made in heaven for me. I, I enjoy all of this. I was soaking in all of the content. The Woj tweet that says, he is warned. Oh, what a great tweet. Oh, my gosh. His Woj. contract? What was it? His yes.
0: conduct harmful? He has to work on his... Con- oh, I showed that to my wife, and I said, "What? can you imagine? What do you think this guy did that that made him... She was like, I don't know, maybe like a domestic violence. Like Did he... And I was like, nope. Uh, actually, I don't know. I don't think he had anything to do with that or anything but I was like nope he just farts a lot and he eats lots of candy and he just makes like jokes and he's just childish (laughs) she was like really I was like yeah also Dwight Howard at one point in his life owned 40 snakes I just want everyone to know that if this wasn't bad enough my question is
1: what is the one match made in heaven that if you could wish any match to happen (laughs) in the league uh, for drama, for fun, for entertainment, for all that. Now, I'm not saying, hey, I wish Giannis was on the Mavs or something like a really good player just to make a team like good. Yeah, I'm talking about Dwight Howard to the drama. Lakers level of stuff, like that. The content that that will come from this and just everything around it. Like this is what I. This would have been if you asked me this three weeks ago, last week. And you asked me the same question. I I guarantee you, Dwight Howard to the Lakers would be at the top <laughs> of my list. So, what would be? It was uh, real. Yes, what would be yours if you have one off the top of your head?
0: Okay, so the first one I thought of was Rondo to the Mavs. Just because. Stop it! Why would you do that to us? No, 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 no! You cannot dish it out and then not be able to take it, <laughs> Mister Mavs fan. That would I feel be like that, other be, that was the first one I The Mavs of. would want that. No, absolutely not. No, none of the uh remember we talked to we talked to a Maverick uh maybe a year ago, 2 years ago and he was like he was like yeah, you know, I wanted Rondo on you know on the team like he was oh, yeah. available but uh but then like I I started talking to people in the locker room and I just realized, "Oh dang, like that's a that's a no-go for sure. Like that will never happen again." That definitely <laughs> Cuz he, he was a new yeah. Maverick. He had just been signed. He didn't like realize all the the stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> Don't give me more details about this player, Nick. <laughs> that's true.
1: <laughs> yes, he was just a newer Maverick, and
0: yeah, it was a. Well, he's gone now. All the all the Mavericks are gone. It's a now bra- you're adding more to it's it. It's a brand new team. This team is. Bra- <laughs> Luca's the only one left. Okay, true, And Brea. It wasn't Brea. <laughs> wasn't JJ? He would know. <laughs> it was not Dirk. Uh, the other but, one. I I just thought of this. What if and this guy has has tried to. This guy has tried to get back into the coaching world. He's tried to get into the coaching world I've seen. Oh no. Um The Indiana Pacers, new head coach, meta world peace. Oh man. <laughs> we get him back on. I paces. no, I don't well I don't Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't really care about coaches. I want a player. I know, like, but we'll he's be- not gonna play. That's the thing. So I had to come up with a way to get him and he was actually I saw him recently. He's coaching like a a kids team or something, but uh. All right, hey, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's let's answer this question, so give us a second to think about it. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the court, we'll talk about the FIBA team, and get to everything mm-hmm. else. All right, Isaac. Uh, another player I thought of that could be could be uh, go back and play with a team that would cause the most drama. Can we get Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook on the same team? Can Patrick Beverly go, be incredible. go back to Houston or something? That would be crazy. Or I've, or okay, the Sixers apparently have have come to love this this two big man lineup. Right? They got Al Horford now. What yeah. if what if Al Horford leaves and they bring in Andre Drummond? <laughs> Drummond and, Drummond and Embry. <laughs> <laughs> that would make no sense on the court, but for drama, for drama purposes, it would be yes. All the time, it'd be great. Yeah, well, Dwight was
1: obviously my choice for the Lakers, so it was more of a you question. Can
0: we get Kobe back on the Lakers with Dwight? That was that. <laughs> I just <laughs> will Kobe ultimate. attend a game this year? Oh my gosh, <laughs> did he last year? <laughs> I think he did. He attended all his daughter's games. Can we get Carmelo to sign with Houston again? Uh, after the Stephen A. Smith interview, I do not think that will happen. I just actually finished a, a Carmelo video. It should be up today. If you look at the uh, the link in the description of the podcast uh, for my Dawkins videos. But, uh, yeah, I did, not I put some of that that interview in there, so I went back and watched most of it, and he did not have nice things to say about Houston. <laughs> mm. Well,
1: he could rejoin with Westbrook and Harden. Mm. <laughs> what a combo. There you go. Uh,
0: Chandler Parsons back to the Dallas. Oh, that's so. another one, Chandler Parsons. Okay, let's move on to this court. <laughs> okay. Oh, John. Can we get uh Gilbert Arenas back to the Wizards? <laughs> hey, I would that, be down. Is that done? <laughs> um, all right, this new court. So if you guys have seen this, this uh is an alternate court. This is not the map's main court. Let's put that out mm-hmm. there. Let's put that out there for real. Um, teams are coming out with these alternate courts and these different designs, and a lot of a lot of teams like the Grizzlies going back to the Vancouver days. That the, looks amazing. That one looks awesome. There's a bunch Raptors. of like Old courts that are coming back, and the Mavericks. Uh, a lot of these got leaked, and the Mavericks court just looks. I mean, it it just looks bad. Like, sorry if, if loyal listener Mark Cuban is listening to the podcast, but it just does not look good, Mark. It does not. Um, this is speculative, Nick. It's it's is- it's rumored to be the the court.
1: It's rumored, it hasn't been
0: officially That's why we I don't it. even know that's if <laughs> this is officially the court. So it's oh, why come I on. said it's, it's why I said it was leaked. Okay, it was leaked. Okay. I saw it on a. Oh man, I don't even know how to say this word. What's the What's the website that you can just post pictures and that's it? Imager. How do you say that? I almost say imager. In- Instagram. <laughs> I just realized I've never said that word out loud before. Um, Instagram. No, not Instagram. It's it's. He <laughs> just posts pictures. And there's like nothing else. There's no comments or anything on it. Um, Getty, Getty. No, you don't. Have, they don't charge for them. So the the court. <laughs> if you have not seen it, uh, I will try Ooh. to explain to you with the power of the audio medium as best oh, ought to be. This ought to be as great. Best I can. There is the normal Mavs logo in the middle. However, you better do this justice. The right? horse has gone in. And met with a hairstylist and gotten highlights. It has green, neon green highlights, like the piping that's on the these the the really bad city jerseys from last year. It's like neon mm. green piping, and then uh, the wood on the court is normal. Uh, the paint, however, is like this gradient, dark blue to light blue, which looks just really weird uh, with the rest of the court. And then the floor outside of the court uh, is a gradient. You know, dark, really, really dark blue on the the baselines. And then towards the middle, it gets lighter, just barely lighter. And then there are these highlights of. It just looks like you took a paintbrush and just like drug it across the corners. Uh, it doesn't go onto the court, but it's just these neon green swooshes like across. Like you just accidentally drug a paintbrush and wasn't doing it, weren't like doing anything on purpose. So it has that too. And then the, there is. Dallas on one end and Mavs on the other end written on the baselines right, uh, Let's I guess, right underneath the basket, essentially. And it's yeah. this font that just looks like...
1: Graffiti. Let's just call it the graffiti.
0: It looks font. like graffiti. It looks like if, if you opened up Microsoft Word and there was a font on there that was like, this is original graffiti. And it was just the, the most sterile graffiti you've ever seen in your life. where it's just like, this is what... Uh, if somebody was attacked by graffiti, this is what their police etching would look like of graffiti. It just it somebody's retelling of what they think graffiti is. Uh, it does not look good, Isaac.
1: Okay, so let's see how I can give an opinion on this.
0: <laughs> Please do. It the is the people want to know.
1: <laughs> so if. The idea going into it, let's just talk about the font. If the idea going into it was you're setting at like a railroad crossing, all right, and a train goes by. We're
0: just killing and, it with the analogies today.
1: And and a train goes by and then, bam, like somebody's looking up from their phone at the railroad crossing and the train's going by with graffiti on it. And they're like, that's what I want on the new City Edition court. If you're going with that, I, it, it hits, all right? It's exactly what you wanted with the Dallas and the Mavs part. Um, the only thing I'm just going to say about, about the green uh, green part, it appeals to kids. So if we're going to the...
0: Whom's kids? <laughs> Whom's kids are is this appealing to you, Isaac?
1: Okay, even if you go back two years ago to the black jerseys, that was it with the neon green then. Big hit for the kids. The kids like the green. Even last year, um, however you feel about the jerseys, the city edition jerseys last year. um, I think I finally came out and said I wasn't a huge fan of that, but (laughs) (laughs) major official uh, stance. (laughs) And then this year, he's running for office. If you're going for the appeal to like the younger audience and kids and merchandise, as far as like what these jerseys are going to be introduced as or looking like and all that stuff and all the different shirts and hats that can come from that i think a lot of the younger generation and kids will love it
0: that is fine however it does not have to be on the court it can be anywhere else
1: that it yes it does not have to be on the court you can make um, a
0: t-shirt with neon green you can make a hat with neon green outline of the DAL or just the MAVS you can do all those things however you do not have to make a court like this it
1: is and it also looks very unique no other team in the league has a court like this so
0: unique is the mo- is the best word you could have used to describe it while still trying to be I, as impartial as you are trying to be
1: I'm, I feel like I'm doing a decent job at it. it's very unique and yeah, it's a cool it's a cool
0: looking court. If someone sent you this court that was like a fan that you know like Skylar in Dallas but somebody yeah. that's not as known as him.
1: Who does a great great job with jerseys.
0: Who somebody. made the jersey that looks like this court and it just looks terrible and he did a great job mm. on it. That's why you know he did a great, did a great job on it. <laughs> um if someone sent you this court, would you be like, "No, they would never go for that." Yes, I would. I would say no. That would never go for that. <laughs> there you go. Let us know what you think about the court. Send us your tweets at Locked On Maps, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L Harris. Uh, I think I'm going to repost the the court with the the tweet of this podcast, so you'll be able to see it again. Oh, cool. So, um, just in case and nobody saw it, everyone saw. It. Everyone saw. It. Everyone saw it. Uh, do we want to talk about the about Team USA? Uh, I'd rather talk about luck stuff since it just happened. Okay, let's talk about well the Team USA. Team USA thing. lost. Yeah, cool. They lost. It was their first loss in what was it, seventy eight games? Yeah, for a long time. Are like, they in trouble? Let's do let's do Team USA till the end of this segment. We have like two more minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, is Team USA in trouble? This Australia team like took them to task in the last five minutes, and and uh, Coach Nick of B-Ball Breakdown did this great video about how uh, Popovich was out coached by Australia. Mm. Their offense uh, did not look good. No, I I think for
1: me, obviously, this does. I mean, Kyle Kuzma setting out was a huge deal for him. Uh, just kidding. He should have been the one cut anyway. He I hit think five
0: just, threes the other game. They could have incredible. used him.
1: No, he should have been cut. And now he is cut. So oh that was my pick for who should have been
0: cut anyway. You're going to keep a plumley? You're going to keep a. Which plumley is on this team, Isaac?
1: I don't care which one, but I guarantee you. You don't know big, which plumley is on.
0: It's Mason, but I'm glad they're, I mean, they're
1: bigger than Kuzma. They need somebody to try to, anyway, I think they what they need Derek to do. Th- they can't stay upright the whole game. <laughs> they need to feature. I think they need to make Kemba like, and say Kemba be our like main Best guy. player
0: on the court. He's the best player on the whole team. That yeah.
1: Game. Like, and they have to do that instead of taking the spread around thing. And yeah, I mean, are they in trouble? I would still say that they're obviously the favorites, you know, to win the thing, they have the most talent. It's just you you can't underestimate chemistry. And that's the biggest thing you have when you get into these international tournaments like this. When you get these vets like this Australia team with Ingles and Boga and Delvadova and, you know, Patty Mills and all these guys. And uh, speaking of Boga, that's who you should have freaking signed. Instead of Dwight, you should have signed Um mm, That might be a no go with LeBron. Okay, that's true. But still, that you can't underestimate chemistry, especially with the Serbia team. We're going to do a bigger pot of World Cup stuff at some point, but,
0: but. Sorry, I'm still laughing about the bogey thing. <laughs> Just would not work. Not going down. That way. Not going down. That way.
1: Uh, am I worried? Yes. Do I think that they will lose? I would still say no, but. There is a lot of young people on this team.
0: Yeah, and the reason why that Argentina team, what was it, 2004, they won the gold medal is because they had the chemistry. They had been playing together forever. They came back and they had great team players like Scola and Manu Ginobili and Nocioni and guys like that. Uh, And Team USA, look at the the best Team USA guys like Donovan Mitchell. The one thing that he really kind of struggles with is like not being a team player but just like playing within – a team, he kind of does an ISO sort of thing, Jason Tatum, kind of the same thing, I saw, uh, the what I saw of J- Jalen Brown, he was doing that same kind of thing, it's like, alright, let me get my shot now, Harrison Barnes, that's the thing we've been talking about Harrison Barnes for, what, three years, <laughs> talking about Harrison Barnes on the Mavericks, he's working within the, the team game, the team concept, and uh, yeah, it just it wasn't really working for him, and then it really showed in the last five minutes of the game, where they're just, alright, let's try and me create a shot, me create a shot, Okay, you know, it didn't (laughs) didn't work. Because a lot of Team USA basketball turns into that when you have the best players
1: in the world. And NBA basketball
0: does turn into that too, but they don't have a lot of players that are that good yet.
1: Yes, the highest person on the team assist total-wise against Australia was Marcus Smart
0: with three. Dude played nine minutes.
1: Yes, with three assists. After that, you're looking at Kimba with two, and anybody else after that literally had one assist. They had 11 total assists in the whole game. 11. If that doesn't scream yeah. iso ball, I don't know what. Hey, so, 11 uh, assists,
0: 10 turnovers. Not, yeah, not they, they great. Just
1: got, yeah, they got to figure some stuff out. But, I mean, Pops coaching. and they have a bunch of
0: talent. but still. So, there you go. That's how we feel about it. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, let's get into this Andrew Luck talk because uh, we think it does have some correlation with the NBA. All right, Isaac. So, for those that don't understand, maybe you're listening overseas and maybe you don't like the NFL, which I totally understand, uh, if you are not into it, Andrew Luck was the number one pick, and he was like an Anthony Davis-type number one pick. He was like the yeah. the definitely, there's no questions about it. Who was the second quarterback? Oh, uh, Robert Griffin III was the second quarterback taken. He was the second pick in that draft. He was like... What, what Heisman? He won that the unbelievable. Heisman. He had an incredible season. He was far and away below Andrew Luck. There was just absolutely no chance that he was going to go number one over Luck.
1: I have a close friend who went to Baylor during RG3's tenure at Baylor, and we were just talking today, and he was talking about how like everything was about RG3, and he was like, I remember arguing with people and telling oh, RG3, why, how in the world can he not go one? He just captured college football by storm, won a Heisman, all the different stuff. There was a statue everywhere. outside of the stadium down, in, down at Baylor of RG3. But he was still, by far, number two to Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was the... Top NFL guy. Literally, I mean, even if you like live overseas and stuff, you've probably heard of Peyton Manning, at least on TV, different things. The Colts literally decide to move <laughs> on from their Peyton Manning. This would be Who Who was Peyton of, Manning, not their Peyton Manning, the Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. This would be like equivalent to somebody coming up and like Dallas having to choose between Dirk and you know, Dirk towards the end of in Dirk of his career and Dirk. that's not even like a word, but like the endish of his career and like when he was Dallas still pretty and, good. Yeah, when he's still like pretty good, sitting Dallas saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, we got to draft this guy who has to play your position." You know, obviously football is different. That would be kind of the equivalent to that, and they obviously chose to go with Andrew Luck and let Peyton Manning go to the Broncos, a whole different franchise and all this different
0: stuff. Uh, obviously a huge move for them. It was massive. Uh, so Andrew Luck comes in. He's had tons of injuries in his career. Uh, he's had a, like a lacerated spleen. He's had a concussion. He's had uh, you know, sh- some kind of shoulder. I don't know all the things specifically, but he had a whole bunch of injuries in his career, uh, and he has now this thigh issue and a high ankle sprain, and high ankle sprains are really tough, and um, he goes and plays the preseason, plays like one drive uh, in a, the last game, and then he it leaks that he's retiring. just out of nowhere. 29-year-old guy. I mean, Tom Brady's going to be 40, what, 42, 43? He's still playing. Like If you take care of yourself in the NFL as a quarterback, and you have... You know, and you play the right way, you can play forever at that position. Uh, mm-hmm. was, Who's was the guy? Uh, was it Vinny Testaverde or somebody mm-hmm. that played till they were, like, 44? <laughs> just, like, kept showing up. Um, and so this just, like, took everybody by storm. It, it I, Like, as soon as I saw it, I, I gasped. My wife was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? She thought it was a family member died or, or something like that. But it just was a total shock. And for me, I look at it and I say, man, this is what the – this is what the NFL does to two players. It's it's a violent game, and they tr- they have tried at least I guess to take some of it away. They're trying to remove some of the kickoff things, and they're trying to make it easier for receivers and uh, trying to get less contact and better helmets. That's the whole Antonio Brown thing with his helmet, how he wanted to use a certain helmet, but the helmets have been upgraded for safety, so he has to use a newer helmet because of these. These new rules and things—it's so stupid. But uh, the helmet thing is good, and so they're trying to do all these things. They're trying to make it easier for quarterbacks to not get hit as much, and all these things. They tried all this stuff, and the the Colts had just upgraded their their offensive line. They they become one of the best offensive lines in, in the league. But Andrew Luck has missed the equivalent of like two whole years of his of his career so far. Um, because of injuries and he's just been rehabbing and rehabbing constantly and he decided he was just going to walk away he didn't like the life that he was living uh and he wanted to, he decided to to pick himself <laughs> and his you know his body and the way that he wanted to live his life over coming back and playing football and a lot of people you know made the comment like oh man he walked away from millions of dollars you know how dare he like you know make light of this situation but he was put in a situation where he could make that decision he had played so well that he had that huge contract that he could walk away and it's you know his life is still going to be pretty awesome he's still going to be able to do a lot of things at 29 years old i wish i could do half of those things at 29 an eighth of those things at at 29 years old when i get there And, and it's a it's a kind of a nice life lesson to take
1: um to any any approach to life and any lifestyle of there are things in life that's bigger than money and fame and all that stuff. I mean, I saw a Darren Rovell tweet that said, like, I'm pretty sure this is accurate, but like he walked away from like fifty eight million dollars guaranteed money Yeah, for the rest he of his gonna, contract. For for the rest of his contract. That's
0: not even including the money he would make on top of that for a new contract if you know he got it. And he, you know, he he did a bunch he did a bunch of endorsements and things like that. And he might still have those. You know, Peyton Manning still has a bunch of those, but Andrew Luck didn't win a Super Bowl. He went to like Oh my gosh! I almost said an Eastern Conference Finals when <laughs> he went to like <laughs> and, uh, an AFC Championship game um, one time. And so, the like, he didn't make it all the way to the, to the final. He's not going to be a, a highly remembered quarterback. He's going to be a big what if in his career. But he's not going to be a you know like oh Dan Marino kind of guy where he was like so awesome but he couldn't win the big one. You know it's not, he's not going to be yeah. like that. But but he's twenty nine and he he made right at like ninety
1: eight to hundred million dollars in his career. Uh, in career earnings, and we see him take the podium, and and say, you know what? This is just too much. The best version of me right now, moving forward, is without the game of football, and all of the stuff had added up for him—not just physically, but mentally also. And you see him shedding tears. This dude had put everything into the game that he loved, and the game that made him a lot of money, the game that made like is who he, his life has been centered around for so long. And now, you know, to him, like all of that stuff is way more worth worth it more than the money and stuff that could come after and just continuous cycle is on. And uh, I, I thought it was amazing that he could do that. I think it's just a jerk move. All the media people taking shots at him right now. I think you're seeing a lot of people's true colors right now yes. in media, which has been shocking I want
0: attention. That's over uh, that's
1: the past what I'm 24. Yeah. Over the past 24 hours. Um, who, who, who have anybody to tell anybody when they can stop playing a sport and what their body feels like, even if they didn't even give a reason, I don't care if I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't care if Luke, I I do care. Obviously if Lucas showed up tomorrow and said, I'm done with the game of basketball, I need to just work on my life. Like, and like mentally and all this stuff, it would be very, very unfortunate. But who are we to sit here and tell you when you can stop and and start playing? I'd be like, man, you got to do what you got to do, bro. Like I, Sure, you're human.
0: WNBA like, player Liz Cambage did this. She was the number one pick. She was one of the, the best players in the WNBA, or on her way to being that. And she decided to step away from the WNBA for a couple of years because she had to work on her mental health. And she came out with this this article in the Players Tribune recently about it that was really good, uh, just talking about how she needs to she needed to get back to you know who she was and find herself and do you know, a lot of things like that. And uh, and some of you listen to this podcast, you might have to do
1: this. Right now, you're stuck in your own, like, rut to where you have something, like, it, it's doing more damage than good. And yeah. it, you need to look at this luck situation and say, hey, whatever's going on for me right now, it, it might be better for me and my family to step away from it and say, hey, this is my chance. I, I This stuff means way more than the path I'm headed towards now. Oh,
0: I'm getting a little preachy now, but. Anyway. Hey, I think somebody needs to hear that out there. I don't know who it is. It could be me. <laughs> But going back, bringing it back
1: full circle to the NBA, we were talking today. We're like, what would be the NBA equivalent yeah. of this? What would be the NBA equivalent of this Andrew Luck type of guy in the NBA that if they walked away right now and gave similar, well, not even like similar, but just the, and we were throwing around different names. And I think we landed on one. But what are some of the other names the, we first The mentioned? first one
0: I thought of when I, I thought of this question, even before we talked about it, I was like, who's the NBA equivalent to this? Was Kyrie. Like, Kyrie with the Cavs, maybe before LeBron came back. He's, like, at the top of his game. He's, you know, super good. Um, oh, maybe when LeBron came back, but, like, before they won the titles, It's like 2015, mm-hmm. Kyrie had missed some seasons for, you know, injury. Um, he would have had to miss more games, actually to be like Andrew Luck's level yeah. of missing games. But uh, he had dealt with a ton of injury and he just stepped away right like before they won the title. And then Paul George yeah. is another one. He had that terrible injury. Uh, what was that, FIBA or the Olympics or something like that? One of the qualifying games and... Uh, or one of the before whatever, but he had that injury where his leg went the wrong way. Like if he can't, if he almost came back from that and was like, I'm just, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. If he had another injury like that, <laughs> it's,
1: it's kinda hard. see, I lean more t- towards Kyrie for the Paul George thing, mainly because how much Andrew Luck was touted coming out. Like, Andrew Luck yeah. at Stanford was, I mean, we talked about it, the number one guy. And who is that prospect that was the number one guy coming into the league? He had all the hype. He was going to be the next superstar of the league, guaranteed. And, like, Kyrie was, like, Kyrie was closer to that than Paul George. Obviously, Paul George didn't have that, you know, as much coming out. He's a little bit more yeah, of an he unknown. Went like, 10th in the draft. Yeah, so the equivalent of an Andrew Luck and we bought. And Nick threw this out there. I'm like, I think this is where it would be. Would be Anthony Davis. Yeah.
0: If Anthony Davis last year had injuries and missed a lot of the season, um, instead of just missing games because he didn't want to play for his team anymore, then if Anthony Davis like left now, if he's still in the Pelicans, because it had to be the team that drafted him, yeah. Uh, but if he left and left the game. Where you're like, man, this dude has still so much to give. Like, he was yeah. just about to hit his prime. Honestly, 29 as a quarterback is right hitting your prime because you have to get that mental. That mental edge at that point.
1: Yeah, different primes. That's important to remember. Different type of primes as far as like what an NFL player prime would be compared to NBA. But all the other check all the other boxes, like all the boxes check off as far as comparisons. Same team. Both had injury stuff, both highly touted coming out of college. Number one picks. Big time, like futures, everything. Um, Limited playoff success. You know, Luck probably had a little bit more, but you know, AD had been there a little bit, won a few series. Um, One. It just,
0: yeah. (laughs) What really was it just one? Yeah, he only won one, that one where they swept the Blazers. That was the only one. He only went twice. Dang. So, like, it would be
1: that equivalent to try to give some type of perspective. Like, if Anthony Davis, before he got traded to the Lakers, came out and, you know, had a press conference and said, hey, I'm retiring. Like, this is just too much for me. It
0: would just rock the whole world. Like It would. Rock the whole NBA landscape. And it would make us rethink the NBA because if somebody walked away like that, like, what does this do to players and how do we as fans treat players to, you know, to try to force guys to come back? Uh, the response I think shows how dangerous like the culture is of you know forcing a guy to come back and saying like, oh, you, you need to come back because it's my fantasy team. My freaking OJ Simpson is like <laughs> I just drafted O.J. Andrew Luck an hour ago in my fantasy. Who cares about your fantasy team when this guy is, you know, dealing with that stuff? Uh, and
1: it's it's that fan reaction from fantasy side, what you what people see on Twitter, players check Twitter, we know this the fans
0: that booed and looked as watched like players as, go check their twitter and like tweets that we've made about them in the locker room while we're there. Yes. I mean that is seeing that really made me think of how these players respond to things and how yes. they see stuff and read stuff. I'm like how did you see that tweet between the time that I was up in the press box from the, until when I got down down to the, the the floor level the ground floor level and went to the you know the locker room. I mean, that, that's just that really shook me and now I, I overthink all my tweets too. I delete a lot of tweets that I send out. I'll send tweets and they'll be gone in five minutes. I'm like, I don't want people to see that and you know, I think that I'm trying to you know, yeah. and so we and we try to be positive on the podcast too. Not about court designs, court design is terrible, but we try to be positive because you never know who's listening, you never know who's who's out there and we want to send positive vibes.
1: But I just want to, and the fans that booed Andrew Luck as he came off the field. Terrible. Like all of that combination That's when you see players sometimes and a player walks off to court and they might be having a bad day and they don't give a fan a time of the day or they don't give any fans any autographs and they walk off. Younger me, I used to get mad when players did that. Now that I've at least seen some of that, I don't get as mad. Like, if they do it every single time. They never give kids or fans the light of day or something. but. It's those type of situations of when Andrew Luck was walking off the field and that whole arena was booing him for the most part. That's when athletes look at fans and say, Man, I really don't like you. Y'all don't y'all don't realize that we're humans too. You guys view us as just entertainment pawns in your life in which you just think that we're just these sports entertainment people for you and you don't care about anything about us. That's when athletes, you know, look at that and be like, Man. Like this is who we play for sometimes, and it's unfortunate that these people give fans like us a bad like rep. But it's that's where you have to understand an athlete's perspective too. Of like, man, like that's just like. That's not what fans are supposed to be like,
0: man. And it still sucks as a fan, you know, but you got to realize that something bigger than your fandom, than entertainment, then.
1: Exactly. That's it. I mean, we understand obviously as a fan, like if you're a fan of the Colts. Yeah. Your season's rocked right now, but if you really, really cheered for Andrew luck as a player and as a person, then you're still cheering for him now. As he walks out the field and cheering for him in life and saying, Man, like you you're done putting on this jersey, but you're still gonna be a cult in like at least this is how I view, like you're we're still gonna root you on. Whatever you do next, we're still gonna cheer for you. We want the best for you. And so anyway. Well.
0: Unless you're the spokesperson for Baba John's. Okay, that's different. Yeah. It's terrible pizza. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> terrible pizza it is i just we, don't like we, the pizza i don't understand why it's everywhere we I, see, I see i see Popeye yeah but at this point uh popeyes i still haven't had it they don't have it the closest one to me so i'm, I'm waiting till yeah, i'm listen. waiting
1: a couple weeks till they get it listen guys i told nick this before the podcast oh no don't do this it's all about the sauce you don't, guys. don't have to this, this is this is where i lost a little bit of respect for the popeyes thing oh no the chicken's the same I know this for a fact because I ordered the spicy chicken sandwich and asked without the sauce and they literally looked at me and said, Hey, well that's just going to be the classic sandwich because it's all about the sauce. So it's like the chicken's the same on both of them. So the chicken's not even like spiced or anything. They just put the spicy man, which still I'm sure is really great for people. And my sandwich is still amazing. Uh, just a plain chicken and, and the bun obviously, but uh, it was still really, really good. And I was still going to get it again, but <laughs> I was a little bummed out that it was just the sauce that they put on there, real quick, that made it, quote, spicy. But, oh well. Go get your Popeyes. There you
0: go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to a uh, Monday Mavs uh, what a anything, random podcast. Anything but, or, <laughs> everything Mavs random podcast. Uh, tomorrow, anything but Mavs mailbag. We've still got a bunch of questions of yours that we're going to get to. On Wednesday, we'll get to another what if I don't think we've decided or not nailed down what what if we're gonna do, but we'll do that. Uh, and then this this uh, Thursday and Friday we have some guests, so get ready for that, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.